With so much software available in the short-term rental industry these days, it's increasingly difficult to keep up to date with what's on the market and to determine whether it's a maybe or a must-have for you and your business. So meet one provider each week in a short interview learning what they do and what they offer. So if you have around 15 minutes to spare, it could prove to be a very good investment to stick around. So let's see who and what is out there, one by one, with me, Deborah Larby, also known as the Guest Inspector. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Techsplained with the Guest Inspector. When deciding on your rates, do you take into account your past bookings to see if there is a pattern to your bookings and nightly rates? Do you know where your property ranks within your local market? Do you know the true value of the location or amenities? There is so much to your nightly rate that it can take a fair amount of time if you are not using a dynamic pricing service. Well, today you'll learn about another service available to help you save time and earn more. Today, I'm chatting with Flo from TurboSuite. Hello, Flo. How are you? Hey, Deborah. I'm very fine. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for coming along and explaining TurboSuite. So as per usual, we're going to launch straight into it, Flo. In one sentence, what does TurboSuite do? Okay, it's a bit of a longer sentence. So TurboSuite, <laughs> TurboSuite is a next generation revenue management service that combines several disciplines such as business intelligence, market analytics, dynamic rate recommendations, consumer profiling, and sales strategies with the single goal to increase our clients' income and profitability. Yes, that's a long sentence. Wow. Well, let's break it down. So start from the beginning. I'm a property manager. I'm coming to you. What do I see? How do I integrate? And what do I get? Okay. Um, So where do I start? Maybe I start from the very beginning on how we approach uh, money making in this industry is slightly different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. There's many solutions out there who talk about uh, dynamic rates which basically looks at the property and looks at a comp set on how you perform with uh, similar properties close by. The path that TurboSuite has chosen is, um, is the one that looks more from the consumer point of view, meaning that when you go on a vacation or you go on a business trip, you first have kind of a fairly broad idea of where you want to go. You want to go to Spain, you want to go to the beach, or you want to go to close to Barcelona, you want to go to London to this business event. You're not thinking, I'm, I want a three-bedroom with a beach view. It's kind of, this is, comes further down in the, the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. So taking this into consideration, um, what TurboSuite does is we analyze the whole market that a property, our clients' properties um, appear in and look at market dynamics rather than just a comp set. Then what do you get? In a nutshell is you get a service that's a hybrid or can be a hybrid of human interaction, so our revenue managers, and a service, a technology service that analyzes the market, compares your property um, to that market to provide not just rates, but offers, meaning, The solutions out there at the moment say like, oh, today you have to price at 100, tomorrow at 105, the day after at 107. What we're doing is we look at 
if there's a consumer who has a history of booking uh, longer weekends and they've got a history of um, renting mid to upscale cars on booking trips to Ibiza, to Dubai, to New York, we know they've got more of a, a high-end or a luxury profile, then we show them different offers than someone who might be a more humble consumer profile because we know that these profiles and these offers kind of convert better when they're matched. Hmm. But how are you showing these prices to the guests? These are prices that are integrated in my own, uh, okay, my own website and out to the, the sales channels. How are you making that guest see those rates? So I have to clarify, it doesn't work just yet on, uh, on your direct uh, booking sites. It, mm -hmm. it works on the OTAs. Mm -hmm. And um, the way it works is based on consumer profiling, we recognize the financial potential of these clients. And then because we have a bot hide and show certain offers in your OTA profiles, um, we basically, is, as, a, as a simple example, if someone comes to your um, profile, to your property or on a booking.com and you have currently a campaign running with 30% discount under certain circumstances, if a deeper pocket comes along to look at your property, why would we show that 30% discount if we know they're good for paying the full price? Mm -hmm. That's in a nutshell what's happening where we discriminate certain rates, we discriminate certain offers depending on who's standing in your, in your shopping window. Right, right, <clears throat> right. Okay, let's, let's go back. So first of all, I'm coming to you. You integrate with my PMS. I also saw yeah. on your website that you use an open API. So you yeah. can you can connect up very quickly well 72 hours you can connect up and you can be we can be using you yeah exactly great so this is something then i end up with a dashboard and i can physically set the maximum and minimums i can see what you're suggesting and you also can help me you said you've got the revenue managers in you, your own team that can advise yeah. me or can they take over both. So the way we work is we can work like similar solutions that are out there that people know already, where you subscribe to the service, you set your rules, rule-based pricing, and then it's just really the machine underneath that works different to the solutions that are out there. Hmm. And we believe in a more powerful and a more, much more detailed way. And we can talk about this a little bit more later on. But um, from the service that you would expect, it's very similar to what's already out there. You register, you have some uh, information via dashboard, you have some indicators, uh, indicators color-coded that tell you that you're priced properly or that you're uh, priced below or above the market and then have a very easy way um, to interact with these rates and let the machine basically um, recommend rates for you. Mm -hmm. And the human will always have the last word of what mm -hmm. rates are being used. Mm -hmm. Now, if um, you are in the segment where you say, well, we're running a business where I can't dedicate this much time to revenue management. And it's really important that we use that term correctly. I'm not talking about dynamic rates. I'm talking about revenue management, meaning you create a strategy, you create rules and, um, and ways for your property to be booked in the best case scenario that for example, in the high season, you get these seven day bookings, these 14 day bookings, 
um, that if you create certain um, uh, um, campaigns and offers that they're being shown and um, made, made available and not just kind of daily raise your price, lower your price, depending on the competition. So if this is something that you feel you can't spend the right amount of, right amount of time, then you can contract us and outsource revenue management to our staff. So we have trained revenue managers who come uh, mostly out of the hotel industry where revenue management is being taken very seriously. And then they will use your, uh, basically your minimum rates and your expectations to work on your behalf mm -hmm. to maximize your income and make sure that you get bookings with a higher value, a higher length of stay, higher profitability. Mm -hmm. All right. So your booking booster breaks it down into a number of steps. So the reservation analyzer. So you, you do look at the past bookings. You do look at the past nightly rates and, and you assess what's happened in the past and, and obviously, you know, injected into the future. Smart forecasting, rate shopper, rate manager, the dynamic price tool and the yield uh, yield manager by sales channel and price parity. That's all part of the booking booster service that you offer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's certain, thing, uh, certain things that um, you, you might or you might want, not want to use. Um, again, it's kind of, uh, you can break this down into a, a very easy tool where you can push a button and you say, let the rates just automate on a regular basis. And I set some rules and that's it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to revenue management, as we said, you will want to look at post behavior, um, current behavior, future behavior, you can create a tailored concept because you do want to have an eye on these uh, properties that run kind of head to head against you. Um, and then also kind of the forecasts uh, also based on kind of your cost of running a property where you can indicate maybe a mortgage that you have or just utilities and stuff like this rent um, to make sure that you have kind of a baseline of mm -hmm. cost that's always being covered. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, and I'm not sure if I'm getting ahead of myself, you, you mm. also talked about a unique selling point. Oh, yes, we're coming uh, to that, yeah. Because so the, the other thing, uh, what makes TurboSuite unique is we look at amenities in a very, very different way than everyone else, um, which is, first of all, we take all of the amenities into consideration. So if you have a hairdryer, if you have uh, parking, if you have a faster internet connection, whatever it may be, we have over 150 factors in regards to amenities that uh, we take into consideration. And the philosophy is as follows. If you take a market, like for example, uh, close to Disney World in Florida. Yeah. A very typical uh, property is a large house with a pool and a gaming room because people often take their friends or two families, go a week to Disney World, and then they want to hop in the pool, they want to do a bar uh, make a barbecue, they want to play games. And um, so looking at this setup, in our philosophy, it's not the pool that brings these guests to the house. It's not the gaming room that brings these guests to the house because these are amenities that are um, given in this market. It's almost a standard. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if, um, yeah, you don't look at the door or the windows or that the property is clean. It's just expected. So we start digging deeper and try to or work on differentiating what are actually the real differentiators into 
these properties. So if all the houses have a whole a house and a gaming room, then what are the amenities that are the difference makers? Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, once you start digging deeper, you start to see differences that overly simplified, it might be that the property that has a hairdryer generates more money than the property that doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because we can break these down. And then, and this is what we're working on at the moment, um, to give these stats, not just into the algorithm, but also give them back to property managers to make them understand not the obvious prop, uh, amenities, like I said, with a jacuzzi or pool. Um, if you add a pool, you will know that this will bring you better guests if you have the right location. But it's also, if you do, very difficult to understand how much money will I generate. Mm. And we can now break this down to, like I said, 150 amenities um, that you can basically know and decide, these are the amenities I want to invest. Is it a hair dryer? Is it a faster internet connection? Is it this workspace because people want to go on vacation and maybe do the odd uh, webinar or, or um, <laughs> Zoom call and so on and so forth? Yeah. Um, so it's in our philosophy that it's not just important to look at the amenities, but put amenities into context of the market. Yeah, and give it a value, I suppose. You're, you're looking at the value exactly. of these amenities. Mm. And always in context of the market. Yeah. A, Air condition in Florida has a different value than an air condition in London, for example. Mm. In Florida, it's a given. You have to have it. Um, in London, we might, after analysis, realize that even though it's not necessary from a, from a um, comfort point of view, but then these properties who do have an air condition might generate X amount more revenue. And then if you break this down to your cost of installing one, it might be actually a good investment to have because American tourists just like their AC and uh, kind of are geared towards that mm. as an example. Mm. I, I, I love that, that you're putting the value on the amenities because I think that's something, something it's sometimes overlooked. Maybe the larger amenities, like you said about the pool, yes, but... Uh, Oh, it's 150, the, the, pretty good list. Exactly. The, the, the typical approach is to say like, hey, there's kind of five, maybe 15 amenities that are key. Yeah. And we actually realized that that's not the fact that it can go much deeper. This rabble, rabbit hole is much deeper. Yeah. Um, and giving this feedback to property managers to say like, hey, you can invest maybe $300 mm. as a one-off one investment mm. and mm. generate 3K more uh, bookings per year. Yeah, um, that's actually quite quite interesting. Yeah, so you actually have the data. So you can put a dollar value to the investment. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty good. Now, I don't know if it was Giacomo or yourself when I was chatting at one of the conferences recently that was explaining to me that when you're doing the, the comparisons with the other uh, properties, you don't just look in the location, in the immediate location. You look at the whole city. And I couldn't understand initially. I didn't understand the whole city. And then it was explained, uh, you know, when this area gets full, people start searching elsewhere. So can you can you explain that? So there's a, there's a couple of examples that I like. Um, one is, for example, here in Barcelona, where I'm based, there's the Mobile World Congress. It's a trade fair that attracts 60,000 people in a week to Barcelona, which dramatically changes the, uh, the hospitality landscape. Now, overly simplified, what happens is the first wave of uh, business people who come to this event 
will want convenience, they want to be close by to the event, and um, they want something affordable. Um, also, they don't really care too much at the beginning if it's a hotel, if it's an apartment, which is also something that it's really worth noting that we analyze apartments, vacation rentals, and hotels and put them into context. So what that means in this example of this business event, but it can also just be a normal season or any weekend in October, but this business event is just an easy way to explain how this pattern works is um, so this first wave of book, uh, bookers, as I mentioned, looks for affordable and convenience. Then there's a second wave of bookers who say, well, now I have the option to, um, to book something slightly more expensive if I want to stay close by, or if I want to stay within my budget, I have to travel a little bit um, to pay kind of uh, with, a, with a rate that, that uh, I had in my mind. And this pattern kind of evolves and our philosophy is that you don't necessarily have to have a property next to the trade fair for this event to impact your rates, because this event will consume so much um, supply that also the standard tourist will want to come by coincidence to the city over that weekend now is faced with less supply. And as soon as supply gets slim, and you know that demand is still there to, to kind of fill this up, mm. rates need to go up. Mm. So it's kind of breaking with this local and I'm in a neighborhood and let's see what the others are doing. Because in our philosophy, that's a very reactive way of um, pricing your property. If the other, others raise their rates, you raise your rate. If the others drop your rates, their rates, you drop your rates. And we've got some really interesting dashboards from existing clients that we use to show them actually, again, kind of overly simplified, instead of selling far out at 150 and penalizing clients who do early bookings, um, and instead of holding on to your carts and holding on to your uh, horses for too long and having rates too high, and then maybe at the end panicking and dropping, there's a sweet spot where you don't have to sell at 150, you don't have to sell at 110. You can sell at 140 at the ideal point in time, meaning that the 150 wasn't realistic to begin with. And because it wasn't realistic, now you're trailing the market and you're just chasing those reservations. Mm. And by comparing demand and supply and seeing how bookings evolve back to this kind of um, trade fair event, once this first wave of bookings or maybe even the second wave of bookings has kicked in, now you provide kind of a higher price point than usual, but a lower price point to price yourself out of the market mm. and you attract bookings that are kind of very high in ADR, very high in profitability because you kind of waited and until everyone else kind of made their play. And now you're reacting not because others drop their rates, but because the supply isn't there anymore mm. to uh, react to the demand. Mm. So it's kind of it's it's kind of it's um, it's difficult to to explain without the dashboards. But once mm. you have the dashboards in front of you, it's very easy to understand where the sweet spot is mm. and where you want to basically bet and play your cards to get these kind of extra extra dollars in. Mm. You you do mention a holistic approach on the website. 
But I sort of yeah. see this as a holistic approach just in terms of looking at all available accommodation in the city. Yeah. It's not just holiday rentals, like you said, service departments yeah. and hotels. That is the picture of the city in terms of accommodation and then where you price. Exactly. And that's also kind of what we've seen in uh, during COVID that um, it, there used to be kind of like hotels against vacation rentals. The hotels didn't like us so much. Um, then we've seen players like Marriott get into the game and others as well. We, we've got quite a few uh, hybrid players who have, because of COVID, realized our hotels are not getting booked. Apartments are getting booked. We invest in service departments, the whole block. I mean, they know the operations of, of uh, running those apartments very well. It's mm -hmm. very similar. Um, and like I said, in many, many, especially in the urban markets, um, consumers have in mind, I want to go to London for the weekend with my partner. And I have then, okay, where do we want to be? And what's kind of our price range? And then you're more attracted by a really nice lobby, a nice view. It's, it's I, I really struggle to believe that when it comes to this type, type of um, consumer, that they go in and say, I want an apartment, I want a hotel. Hmm. And many of the OTAs, I mean, Airbnb was a good example of expanding their offer, bookings been there for ages. Um, they just show you what's there and let the consumer decide. And we believe that's really, really important for both sides to keep each other in mind mm. um, and consider this when, when pricing your properties. And mm. yes, that's kind of the holistic approach, holistic in the sense of all types of properties and the whole market, because this is how the consumer starts their journey. Mm. Um, but also in all fairness, once you get to a more vacation rental destination then maybe it's not as important and the yeah. algorithm will pick up who you're actually competing and what impact certain bookings have on your property and who's yeah. uh, which ones doesn't mm -mm -mm. And, and one of the things i also saw was um that uh <clears throat> we can plan promotions and campaigns so can you explain or give us some examples of sort of promotions that we could uh, offer Okay, so this is where it gets a bit difficult because that's part of our secret sauce um, oh. where <laughs> we basically um, have a bot that creates, hides and shows offers in real time based on who's looking at our clients' profiles. Mm -hmm. um, and in a, in a nutshell is what I talked about earlier. Um, it means that there's a consumer looking at a, at a Sorry, at a property, we know that it's very likely that they're looking for their summer vacation, given the dates, given their booking history, given their consumer profile. Um, so we're not showing them a three-day minimum possibility. We give them the seven-day minimum ability. Um, we don't offer any weak discounts because if we know they're looking for a seven-day um, stay anyway, why artificially discount something that we know they're likely to book anyway. Mm -mm. On the other way round, if we have this kind of more humble, um, there's maybe a weekend stay. I'm doing this at the moment myself with my property. Um, yes, on weekends, I would like a three-day stay, but I know if it's kind of just the odd weekend, it's actually quite difficult to get because people obviously need to take a day off for that uh, additional third night. Um, so offering the minimum three days in these situations doesn't make any sense and it will be a two-night minimum 
because of the conversion. And then you can still raise the rates or have the rates raised slightly to come out with this package deal. Mm. And that's also something that we're seeing where clients come to us and say, no, it needs to be a seven day minimum or it needs to be a three day minimum. It needs to be a hundred euros minimum because and so on and so forth. And when we do our job and when the revenue managers do their job, there's quite often the scenario where we can go back with a data-driven approach and say, listen, we analyzed your bookings, we analyzed the market, and we realized that if you actually, if you're a bit more lenient on your minimum stay and increase the nightly rate, you can get the same booking value with less days sold, which means you have more availability with the mm. same revenue, less cleaning costs, uh, less, less operational issues. Um, but it's, 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 it, it, it takes data and it takes trust um, for people to buy into this yeah. because they're so used of, of doing it the way they're, they're doing it. Yes, yes. Well, we already touched on uh, um, the unique selling point, but was there any other unique selling point you wanted to share with us? Um, so I think it's, it's a little bit the combination of everything we do because that's yeah. also when someone says, hey, what, what do you do? Um, it's actually really not easy to say. That's why I like to talk about next generation revenue management mm. because it does include, like I said, business intelligence where we analyze a client's business and how they were performing um, compared to uh, like last year or last month, last quarter to now that they see kind of the difference uh, how they perform on the OTAs, then these um, campaigns that we create and these offers, which means that we're sort of like a marketing service also for them, uh, the sales strategies, the consumer profiling, which also kind of goes into marketing mm. uh, and sales strategies. Obviously, dynamic pricing is an element, mm. but for us, it's like a, a wheel is an element of a car. Dynamic pricing is for us an element of the whole lot. Yeah, And that's why also when people come to us and say, oh, yeah, you do dynamic pricing. I already do dynamic pricing. I really have to insist that this is just one of the disciplines that we take into consideration to do our job. Mm. Um, and like I said, the combination of having revenue management as a service, as a software service, or as a human service, or the combination of both. Um, so I see kind of different companies out there, also companies who you've recently done, done the, the explained with um, where we kind of like an umbrella span over different exercises uh, mm. and offer this kind of as a one-stop shop. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, I, you know, I, I say, I, I don't edit my, um, my series, my episodes, but it's like, uh Oh, my, uh, maybe my intro wasn't quite spot on, <laughs> but you are. Yes. It's, de it's definitely more than dynamic pricing. Yeah. And that's also like, when I talk about TurboSuite is we're not the most established. We're, we don't have the deepest pocket. Um, we're a very young company. We're two years old. Mm -hmm. We've just uh, gone to 10,000 bookable units in our portfolio, which is mm -hmm. a crazy growth rate. Mm -hmm. um, and this is only possible because of innovation. And even when I demo the product, there's still some, uh, some uh, corners that need to be ironed out. The mm -hmm. interface is one of a very young tool. Mm -hmm. um, it could definitely be a little bit more elegant. It could be mm -hmm. kind of a little bit more in it, uh, mm -hmm. intuitive, mm -hmm. but it's the underlying philosophy on how we attack the market mm. and how we kind of analyze properties. And this is kind of why, so the engine is, is kind of what really brings the results. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, like like I said, it's it's just difficult to bring this just into one phrase, yeah. one term. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a combination of many exercises. Yeah. Um, that bring the results. How, how big is your target uh, target audience? What size property manager? How many companies? Okay, that's that's a super important question because unfortunately, at the moment, everything kind of up to ten. Uh, properties or up to 10 rooms from a hotel point of view isn't our ideal client. Mm -hmm. So um, there's companies out there who say revenue management or dynamic pricing is easy. We don't necessarily agree with that statement, but we agree with the fact that um, just like um, between a motorcycle and a car, one isn't better than the other. It's just a very different approach on mobility. Mm. It depends on if I want to go to the city center, I take my motorbike. If I mm. want to take my family to Italy, obviously I take my car. Mm. Uh, every every solution has, has its use. For us, we say revenue management is difficult. Revenue management is complicated. Revenue management is time consuming. Um, and if you do not have the time, if you do not have the willingness to engage, then there are solutions out there who do a really good job in helping you uh, increase your bottom line mm -hmm. but uh, and another go-to example that i like is cooking is i can go to the supermarket buy a frozen pizza i know football is on i don't have time to prepare something often on pizza in 10 minutes later i've got my meal done perfect solves my problem but when i do have time and i have guests over and i buy fresh ingredients from the market i know that the results can be so much better and mm -hmm. so much a uh, more high level mm -hmm. obviously i need to spend the time the love and i need the right ingredients mm -hmm. this is kind of how i see uh, turbo suite uh, and that also translates to kind of our clients like i said it starts kind of with 10 properties mm -hmm. and then there's kind of this midsection where people say listen i do appreciate that i can have a professional revenue manager working for me mm -hmm. without having to pay the salary um and then the larger organizations who have maybe a whole revenue management team, they will just contract our solution as a technology and also in some cases ed educate us on how they work, mm -hmm. the challenges they have. And in a recent example with a larger company out of Italy, they told us kind of one of the reoccurring pro problems that they ran into and we discussed this internally and said, okay, let's let's just build this as a feature and into our next release, because this is something we hadn't considered. We think we understand that this is kind of an, an issue that revenue managers have, mm -hmm. and um, that's also kind of a point where we are probably a little bit more agile than other providers because we're such a young company who's still kind of uh, making its mark. Mm -hmm. But is there a sweet spot to the size? It's above 10, but is it like 100, um, 50? I mean, the, it's, it's kind of, the sweet spot is between 30 and 70, but also because this is where the professional agencies, professional, I don't yeah. want to say that everyone else isn't professional, yeah. Yeah. but where the agencies rotate. Yeah. But um, the more properties you have, the better, because this is every sure. penny counts. And if yeah. you have 10,000 or 15,000, and yeah. we've seen this before, yeah. Um, you increase just by a small margin and this translates your large portfolio yeah and this this will pay your bills yeah and where is your audience is it a global audience anyone can can sign up um in theory yes um so 
I've just joined two months ago where TurboSuite was still very much a Spanish-speaking organization. Yeah. Uh, they're very, very successful in LATAM. They're very successful in Spain. We started branching out into Italy and it's my job now to kind of help with the internationalization. We started mm -hmm. hiring kind of more international staff in regards mm -hmm. to onboarding, mm -hmm. revenue management and sales. Mm. Um, so if you're happy to do business in uh, Spanish, Italian, German, uh, French, uh or english <laughs> then we can currently deal with you and we've yeah. got our first client in north uh, north africa yeah which is very interesting um what's um, yeah. what, what's the business model uh, is it a subscription is it a flat rate per property how does that work so our standard model is that we charge a commission depending on our involvement mm -hmm. um okay and the commission is charged after an ota's commission yeah um and then for larger clients, we typically uh, work on a fixed per property fee. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's, it's easier for them to calculate. It's easier for us to calculate yeah. um, for the ROI. And the other thing that's really worth noting is um, because we believe very much on our innovation and our solution, um, there's no contract basically. So you can walk out, of, out, of on, out on us yeah. uh, whenever you feel we're not doing our job. Yep. which I think should be slightly suspicious if you are kind of contracting a solution that's supposed to make you money. Yeah. Um, that's locking you in for a certain time frame. Yeah. Uh, with a fixed minimum. Um, so. Mm, that's great. Well, we've come to the end of the usual questions. Was there anything else you want to wrap up with just in the last minute? Um, in the last minute, yeah. Um, I think it's maybe a message to the property managers out there and PMSs out there, because one of the struggles I have when I talk to PMSs is they say, you know, we're already integrated to uh, dynamic pricing solutions. We've got two or three in our marketplace. Um, I don't think we need more of them. Um, if that's kind of the decision process, you're kind of preventing your clients to discover innovation. Mm. And I think at no point can you say that, hey, we've done it. We've achieved the best solution possible. Mm. Obviously, everything's constantly evolving, constantly mm. moving on. And um, so we run into situations at the moment where our potential clients say, I love it. I want to work with you. And then PMSs say, hey, we don't have the resources to integrate with you mm. um, because we think you're just another solution where we have mm. something similar in our marketplace mm. and that's kind of the struggle of being a not so recognized brand at the moment mm, yeah yeah um so this is why these webinars and, and interviews are super important to get our word out yeah and, yes. uh, well i'm yeah. happy to share it because I, I have seen the name turbo suite and i had no idea what you guys do and fortunately, when I saw you and I'm running around doing the tech minis, it's like, oh, that's what you do? Okay, I've got to get you one to explain. So I'm very happy to give you that opportunity to explain exactly what you do, because really that minute interview that I did, the tech mini, scratched the surface. So um, that's great. So I will put the link in the uh, description below. If you have any questions for Flo or about TurboSuite, pop them into the comments below. Flo, it's been great learning all about TurboSuite. My Thank pleasure, you Deborah. very much. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to catch up on the ones you've missed, 
just head to thetexplainseries.com. That's for the longer interviews. But if you don't have time, you can always catch the short ones, the tech minis. Just head to thetechminis.com for extra short interviews. See you next time.